0: Michael and I'm Rebecca. And we just put our kids to bed.
1: So come hang out with us as we talk about life
0: and other things
1: while, while the, the kids, kids sleep. Hey everyone, welcome to tonight's episode. We just celebrated our 11-year anniversary last week. Yay! We made it 11 years. Yes. <laughs> it's so exciting. Anyway, and because of that wonderful celebration which was very different than our past anniversaries um being in the quarantine and such we didn't go out and do anything too crazy but it was still nice so as a as a um what's the word for it oh my gosh i have to edit this part out um as a tribute to our anniversary we wanted to talk about our wedding day on the podcast, and some things that we learned um, when we were newlyweds. Some things we adjustments we had to make, and uh, things that kind of helped us when we were first newlyweds and we were first learning how to navigate marriage. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight.
0: Yep. So, eleven years ago, <laughs> when I was about to marry this beautiful bride, oh, um, I woke up sick. Yay! And Rebecca thought I was... For for the first part, she just thought I had like the jitters. You know, everyone's just like, oh no, you know, wedding day jitters. Nope. I was legitimately sick. I think by the end of the day, I had thrown up 13 times throughout the day.
1: So you had a stomach bug. Definitely
0: had some sort of stomach bug. Yep. I um, I was not doing good. I But, you know, it's your wedding day and... You, you just don't say oh, I'm not feeling good. What well, can we can we get married tomorrow?
1: <laughs> you because you've made all these plans. You paid for, for things. things and, yeah.
0: And other than being nauseous and vomiting, I was still feeling pretty good. You know, I you know I, I I had energy and everything. I just was nauseated, and so it was. I I was living in Salt Lake. We got married up in Logan. I remember waking up um, getting dressed, getting my suit on, driving up. I had actually pulled over to the side of the road on, on, on the freeway and threw up once. I, either that was the second, first or second time of the day, threw up on the drive up to Logan, get there, proceed to throw up a couple more times. When you picked me
1: up. Cause you picked me up from my house oh,
0: did i okay
1: yeah so you went and threw up like in the bathroom
0: yeah okay i'm pretty sure oh, man. Yeah, yeah
1: before we drove to the temple the logan temple
0: yep and i do remember during the wedding ceremony itself having to take a pause run out of the room go throw <laughs> up
1: and and so and for those who don't know a wedding ceremony inside a latter-day saint temple is different than like walking down the aisle it's not this big processional and stuff it's a little bit more um intimate
0: yeah usually it's just immediate family yeah. and the temple workers to officiate the ceremony
1: right so stepping out of a room was not like oh i'm up at, we're up at an altar in this big church and you're running out away from the from, it that would be that would have been terrible yeah, so it was a little different
0: yeah, yeah. you you're in you're in the marriage room um and you know the the officiant, you know he's giving you words of advice how to have a happy marriage and <laughs> you know they like to talk a lot and it was during during his you know kind of like words of advice speech of you know this you know god ordained marriage and that kind of stuff i i just kind of raised my hand like I gotta go. And I had warned him that I wasn't feeling well. I just kind of gave him a look, and I took off,
1: <laughs>
0: run run down the hallway. You know, threw up in in the bathroom. Luckily, and I and I'm so thankful. When I came out of the bathroom, one of the officiants had a mint. Yep. So at least
1: you can kiss me with some. Yeah, because fresh I knew, breath. and I,
0: I can came back, in that officiant says, and he said something to the fact. Like, oh, right, enough talking. Let's just get this done. Yeah, well,
1: because, <laughs> yeah. You, you
0: yep. Know. And so we get married. And that is how we started off our wedding day. Uh, that's how the wedding day started off. And that's how our marriage started off. Exactly. And we now have a very unique story. But mm-hmm. that kind of led to, you know, good life lessons right. a- about marriage.
1: Well, I think it kind of set set the tone for for what we were yet to learn in marriage and we still learn throughout life is that things don't always go as planned no matter what you do things never go exactly the way you plan them even if you want them to and i think that's a great life lesson we learned the day that we got <laughs> married that you know it's it's uh, important to be able to just roll with things and to pivot and to change And be willing to make changes when you need to. Um, Specifically, you know, even that carried in through when we were taking pictures and in our wedding reception. Mm -hmm. You had to step off. Michael had to step off and, again, go and throw up somewhere. Or friends of ours had a little trash can in their car. That they gave to you so you could walk around with that while Mm -hmm. we were taking pictures in case you needed it. Yeah. Which was funny. So we had that. And then with the reception, he had to step out quite a few times. And, you know, we still got to cut our cake and have our first dance. But in the midst of it, you were in the bathroom off and on. And anyway, it still made, it was a really, really fun day. Um, It was still a really great day. And the one great piece of advice that a friend of mine had told me before we got married, um, and who knew that this would mean so much to me because I didn't know what was coming the different way. But she said, you know, she said, no matter what happens, the most important thing is at the end of the day that you get married, which is true because that is your, that's the whole purpose of it is that you're with this person that you love and you're getting married and, you know, going to be together forever. And so things may not go as you want them to, Uh, little details, but it's, you still got married which is good oh so yeah
0: yeah and it was kind of interesting how even that wedding day a uh, couple months down the road later how we still as a newly led, wed couple were learning from that wedding day experience i remember um kind of specifically one day coming home from work and rebecca was just kind of being grumpy <laughs> and i was i'm like All right, I've been at work all day, so it kind of been anything I've done, and I.
1: Little did you you know. know.
0: (laughs) And I eventually uh, confront her and like I'm like, okay, babe, what's going on? You've been really grumpy, and she's like, she turns to me, it's like, and just has this frowr scowl on her face. A frowl, yeah, frown,
1: scowl, frowl, yeah, frowl. And
0: she just looks at me, and it's like you were sick on our wedding day. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And what it was is she had, we got our wedding day photos back from the photographer
1: Uh
0: and there just, there were some that were, you could, there were a lot of me Mm -hmm. because often I was out in the bathroom, so the photographer just shot with her a lot. Or, or my
1: bridesmaids or what, yeah, Or your did, bridesmaids yeah. or whatever. And mm-hmm.
0: there were just a look, just few of me and a few of us. And I tried my best not to look sick in the photos. <laughs> you <laughs>
1: were good. No, you were fine. But I think, yeah, I was a little upset that we didn't have as many pictures of just the two of us, you know.
0: Right. So, you know, that came back. And, um, you know, was <laughs> that that was one of those lessons of, communication in marriage and there were other time, and it also kind of opened the door for communication for other times when I would come home and this was a lesson that we we learned early on in our marriage I think within the first like three months we figured this habit out this is one of those living adjustments is I would come home from work and I remember in the beginning Rebecca I had this idea that every dinner needed to be like this big Sunday dinner, roasting potatoes every night. I
1: was being like, what is it? Beverly Cleaver or something, yeah, you just know, the, like, the housewife, wives, care yeah. of the family in the house. Yeah. yeah.
0: And she's a good cook and I gained a lot of weight. and <laughs> But it also kind of put some stress on her because it's like, well, you can't have and potatoes every night. What do we eat? And mm-hmm. I, I, I'd come home and we would talk. It's like, okay, I'm hungry. You're hungry. Open up the pantry, cupboards, stare at the cupboards, and like, okay, we have a can of green beans. What what can we do with that? <laughs> yeah. And, and fighting when you're hungry, or or trying to work through a, an issue together when you're both hungry, is not the best scenario
1: to be in. And tired at the end of the day, too, yeah. is not good. Yeah. So one thing that we discovered and we implemented. Super early on our marriage was meal planning. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that we needed we needed it to keep our sanity and happiness yes. in our marriage. So um, something that we do, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that we plan, we'll just kind of break it down for you, is we have a shared Google calendar. And I mean, you could do, I don't, there's other calendars out there, but Google is is our, we're Android people. And on this shared Google calendar, every single week, we plan out the meals for the coming week. So we usually do it on Fridays. We'll sit down with each other and we'll chat about, oh, what do we want? What if some recipes we've seen? Maybe online or if I got a cookbook that year for Christmas or things like that or blogs. And we'll go, oh, I want these. And and we don't always do new recipes every week. But we try to do maybe like, like one new recipe a week. And then we have some of our standbys and our favorites. And we add them on our Google Calendar. And so we plan that on Fridays because usually we go shopping on the weekends, either Fridays or Saturdays. And then we buy everything we need. We put that in our shopping list. We we, we plan yeah. our meals.
0: And that helps us prepare a shopping list of because we already know what we're going to eat. So you don't, so when we're at the store, we're not buying that random food item that looks good right there, but you never actually are going to use it in your meal. So our shopping lists are a lot easier because we're only buying food that we already have a plan on how we're going to eat it.
1: Exactly. And so then we also, um, yeah, we save ourselves extra trips to the store during Mm -hmm. the week, which in, in essence saves us money. Yeah. And, you know, because we're not doing these impulse purchases. And
0: with kids now, mm-hmm. you know, less trips to the store, you know, that's.
1: Saves us time. Time, kids. Stress.
0: Yeah. Getting kids in and out of cars slows you down. So.
1: It does. It does. Yeah. And, and it's also really good because we, with these plans, and usually we'll link the recipes if there is a, a link to a website or something that has it. That way, it's linked, we can click on it, and whoever, one of us, if one of us is done with work for the day, or somebody gets hold later, or somebody's out doing something else, like, whoever's there at home can start preparing dinner. And it's not just up to to me or to Michael, you know, we can both have a hand in it.
0: Yeah, it kind of empowers each of us to get started on dinner, and I think it kind of also avoids that stereotypical role of the wife, oh, the wife does dinner, the wife does housework. Yeah. The meal is on the calendar there's a recipe right there linked in the event i'm just as capable mm-hmm. to go and get things started even if i don't know exactly what it is if i know oh it's pasta well i better get some water boiling or i better get the oven preheating or,
1: or i can defrost some chicken get some
0: and chicken and out you know just get get us started on the meal and we we cook meals together and that way it's never one of our responsibilities yeah. we and- we, sh- we share that responsibility of cooking meals.
1: Yeah, and Michael's a good cook. That's something I was really impressed with from the time we were even dating was that oh, he knew how to cook. Like, he made me egg rolls when we were dating. And I was really impressed because I'd actually never had homemade egg rolls. But that was really a good little little thing about you, yeah. hubby.
0: And when we were first married, you were really into, like, food blogging and stuff. And so you were finding recipes. And mm-hmm. you mentioned cookbooks.
1: Yeah, lots of cookbooks, um, and I, I go through, I have ones that I like, every single year I find a few new ones and usually request them for Christmas or something, because I can just sit and read cookbooks, but we also, you know, I had some favorites on blogs, and then I started adapting recipes or coming up with some and putting them on our personal family blog, which is kind of cool, because that was a way to catalog recipes, too, so it's fun.
0: Yeah. Um, and then to kind of help out with that calendar and meal planning um, you know seven days a week trying to come up with seven meals, we fell into this habit of trying to plan a meal from each from a different culture around the world. Mm-hmm. So if you take your seven days of the week and you say, okay, let's do one Asian dish uh one one Italian or a Mexican, there's American or Cajun or indian or thai Mm -hmm. that makes it a lot easier we'll look at the calendar and say okay we already have an italian we already have an asian okay let's do a mexican right and at least narrowing down the the different food culture Mm -hmm. you can say oh mexican let's do tacos let's do enchiladas let's do
1: yeah like and it gives us variety in in everything that we we cook it means that we get lots of different flavors. We can introduce different flavors and of foods to our kids. Cause honestly our kids aren't really picky eaters. They try everything because I, and I think it's great cause we introduce a lot of different foods and it keeps things interesting to us. You know, we don't just get stuck in the rut of the same, like few meals over and over. We go, okay, well, let's see for Mexican this week or something. Well, we had tacos last week. Let's try something different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, or do we? Do we make homemade? Do we make our homemade tortillas this time, or are we going to just buy a bag of chips, or yeah, you know, just different things? I think it's great. Mm-hmm. We like lots of different foods. <laughs>
0: yep, and kind of uh, quickly circling in a conversation from the previous podcast of when we go out to eat,
1: mm-hmm. if there was
0: a recipe we liked at the restaurant, mm-hmm. we try and bring that home and incorporate it into our regular calendar.
1: Right. And I mean, shoot, you can just look up anything. You can Google anything and usually somebody's got a copycat recipe for it what was it tonight we just had orange chicken which is you know copycat of pan of panda express Mm -hmm. we make a pretty darn good orange chicken yeah it was great
0: so that is why i say meal planning saved our marriage
1: it did
0: because when you are hangry (laughs) you ain't happy
1: no you're not another thing we also added to is that Um, We like to do, we kind of do traditions. A lot of times we have pizza Fridays. And I know I've seen a lot of people do that. They'll do Fridays on pizzas and a movie night with their family. So something like that we know we can always count on. Or we'll do like meatless Mondays. Um, And people just, I think it's fun to have like a different little traditions.
0: And and the girls look forward to pizza Fridays. Oh,
1: they do. And they make their own pizzas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: all this to say, we plan stuff out. The other cool thing about meal planning is, is that we've already bought all these ingredients for the week. And if one of the days of the week that something gets busy and we don't have time to prep this one meal or we're just not feeling like making pasta that night or whatever, we can go and look at our calendar and say, oh, well, we've got these other things.
0: Let's switch Tuesday for Thursday. Right,
1: exactly. And say, oh, well, we still got our, the, all the ingredients already. We just It's easy to flip and switch to something else, which is awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, another uh, marriage adjustment we had to make was choosing which side of the bed to sleep <gasps> the on. The
1: great debate. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which I'm c- kind of curious. You know, this will be a poll. Uh, love to hear people's comments on this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you each always sleep on the same side of the bed? Or is it random every night which side of the bed you sleep on?
1: Surely not. I can't imagine that people... I I feel like we're creatures of habit as human beings and people have their sides.
0: Think how adventurous that would make life if every night is just you sleep on a different side.
1: I think it would mess with my sleep. Because I just remember (laughs) Remember when we got new like bedside... um, Well, they're dressers, but we use them as bedside tables as well. (laughs) And... Those first couple nights, sleeping with that, because they were different. They were taller than what we had had before. And I didn't sleep very well those first two nights because it was different. I can't imagine switching sides of the bed.
0: Some people handle change
1: better than others. I don't think so. You know what? Actually, know, I, I think the other, what is it? Oh, Young House Love Podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong. You don't listen to this one, but I do. I think they actually did an experiment last year. And I think they switched sides of the bed for like a couple weeks and then they talked about it. I'm going to need to go look it up. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, let me know because I swear they said it was crazy. And then they were like, "Eh, I got used to it after like a few nights, but then they still ended up switching back.
0: See, I think we should try that. Oh, no. See, I like
1: my sleep too much to mess it up. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, for the record, when we first got married, I got to sleep on the left side of the bed.
1: Which was the wrong side exactly. of the bed?
0: Apparently, and then I don't remember when it happened. I don't either. I think when we moved up to Logan.
1: No, no. I think it happened before that. We were still in Layton. Is that when? Yeah, when we were halfway. But
0: eventually, Rebecca hard. stole my side of the
1: bed. <laughs> so she, I,
0: I don't, I don't remember this exact oh. scenario, but I do remember I started off on the left side of the bed <laughs> sometime early within that first year of marriage. She kicked me out, kicked me over to the right side. It was side like of the,
1: within a month or something. It wasn't that long. Yeah. But you were yeah.
0: Yeah. And then she'll <laughs> she'll tell you luckily I'm an easygoing guy. But she'll <laughs> tell you some sort of justification. Like she sleeps better.
1: Oh well no. Here is here is oh, my justification. Here's the the justi- world prepare should for hear this. this part. She
0: thinks she's right.
1: Because Michael sleeps mostly on his left side. If he's on his if he's on his back well, he you, you kicked side. me over. No, him. listen. And I sleep most comfortably on my right side if I'm not on my back. Both of us usually end up on our backs eventually. But can you imagine how terrible that would be if we were on opposite sides of the bed, but then because we'd sleep on opposite sides of the bed, we'd be facing each other and then we'd be breathing on each other hot air. And then that's the other thing is like yeah, I'd be so, anyway, I'd be suffocated and, and, you don't and we'd think be so uncomfortable. You don't
0: think we'd just learn to switch on sleeping? I don't think so. Yeah. I think you
1: have a comfortable side no matter what. So this way we can breathe out from each other and then our backs can touch a little bit, but we still have some space. Anyway, which leads to our next topic. We're going to ask a poll of everybody on sleep positions. What... Sleep positions are your favorite. What do you do in your marriage?
0: So give them some examples of what we mean by sleep position. Okay.
1: So, and, and this is a widely debated issue, I feel like. People have many different preferences. Um, you know, there's the spoon, mm-hmm. which everybody should know. Um, there's the no touching. Mm-hmm. This is when you're asleep, too. Um, this is the toe touch, which you were talking about that. I don't think I know that one
0: very yeah, well. Yeah, that, that's just like you... You don't want to claim that you don't touch each other in the middle of the night, but you both really need your space. So you're like, okay, we'll just touch toes or we'll just touch (laughs) elbows. And that counts that we're, you know, still touching each other. Right, so
1: the elbows ones. Or, yeah, are you... Or there's the
0: back-to-back.
1: Yeah. So here's our, I mean, we'll, we'll tell you, ours usually, I mean, we will... We'll do some back-to-back, and yeah. you will start out snuggling, but then usually it's like, okay, it's time to go to sleep, and we <laughs> separate, yeah. and we don't touch each other. Yeah, there,
0: there was a lot more spooning in the beginning of the marriage.
1: But I feel like you don't really sleep well that way. I just no. well, I just need to be like, my no. face, go to sleep.
0: Because as the guy, it, it's good if you're the little spoon. The little spoon has a good, if you're the big spoon, you got that dead arm, you got a face full of hair. <sighs> You're not sleeping well if you're the big spoon.
1: So that's us, but tell us how how you prefer to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then the last part about um, something that has been a great addition to our marriage. Another,
0: this saved our marriage. Absolutely.
1: So, who out there, and this can be men or women, I bet there's both sides of the fence.
0: So, here's the question Who out there puts their cold toes on their spouse? And why did you say it was the wife who does it?
1: What? Well, I think women get a bad rap, but I bet there's some men out there that do it. That's the second poll. So let us know. Cold toes, put yeah. them on your warm spouse. But something. Do do it? Yeah. Something we have discovered to assist, to aid us in avoiding the cold toe situation.
0: Men, take note. This will. Yes. This did you, you want
1: to tell people what it is?
0: Heated mattress pad.
1: Ding, ding, ding. The best invention in the world.
0: You know, you're familiar with like the heated blanket you plug into the wall Mm -hmm. and you watch TV. Heated mattress pad. You flip it on as you're brushing your teeth, doing your routine. And when you get in that bed on those cold winter nights, the bed is already warm.
1: Just slightly warm too. I mean, you can adjust it however warm you want it.
0: And then you don't, and that has reduced the temptation for those icicle toes to come creeping (laughs) over to your side of the bed and Uh, up onto your leg.
1: It has changed our lives. I'm not kidding. It really, really has. It's, oh, it's been so nice. And what's good is that we have our zones. You have your side, and I have my side. So we can adjust it to the level of warmth that we want. And oh, it's just so good. But the funny thing is, some nights, one of us forgets to turn it on usually. And they're like, let me come to your side. It's cold my side of the Oh, but it's a good feeling. And even so much so, didn't we we buy one for your parents? Yeah, we
0: bought one for my parents. And-
1: a, when, a couple a year or so ago? Yeah, like
0: two winters ago. And
1: your mom still talks about like, that is the best gift ever. She loves <laughs> it. <laughs> I think it's great. So Heated Mattress Pad, everybody. You can find them anywhere. Costco, Amazon, Zone. wherever you want.
0: Unfortunately, the summertime that doesn't help very much. Um, we
1: don't run into the cold toasting in summer.
0: No, no, but what's hard what we, we're still working out this summer issue of if you're too hot, if one of you is too hot and the other one is just right and they want the cu- the duvet cover on but you want it off.
1: We should like shove it in the middle. They almost need to make a
0: duvet cover that has like velcro down the middle yeah. or something that you can
1: Well, I rip- hear some people just sleep with separate blankets actually. We've never been do that way, way. Yeah. But, but
0: it's interesting. Yeah, we're still uh, working on that aspect of her marriages in the summertime. Heat. How do we sleep? <laughs> um, and and with sleeping kind of comes into you know the bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. This one, we're still kind of we we're always working out. It's always in flux, but we have generally most of our marriage we have always gone to bed gone to bed at the same time.
1: Yep, gone to bed together.
0: Mm-hmm. Not not one of us stays up extra late than the other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and we we've had periods in our lives when we did go to bed at different times, mm-hmm. and at least from my point, I felt less connected.
1: To right. You. Well, and and it can be difficult, and I'm sure most marriages are this way. One person is an early bird, and one person is an ido. So in our case. Michael yep. is an early bird. He wakes up naturally quite early, okay. like before so, 7 a lot of times, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. And me, I can stay up pretty late. Although since I've had kids, I get sleepier earlier. Even <laughs> so, I, I do tend to go to bed a little bit earlier, I think yeah. sometimes.
0: But you're you're more likely to want to stay up later. Yep. And me, I'm I'm ready to go to bed late at night. And so we've we've had those times in our marriage where it's we've fallen into the habit of not going to bed at Mm -hmm. the same time. And, you know, I think that's one of those, those are the times when our marriage hasn't been as strong and as, and we felt as connected to each other. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think it's great to be, to go to bed together because I think it sends that message of, Hey, I am connected to you. You matter. Let's, do this together you know because if you don't go to bed together at the same time you miss out on you know some snuggle time you miss out on that pillow talk usually it's that last little downtime where we have just really sweet moments of our day and i think you're right It, it gives connection to each other i think it's sweet
0: yep so that has been this episode talking about our our habits as or adjustments we had to make when married newlyweds and and beyond and beyond it started off with you know wedding day being sick and not having that wedding day go to plan and learning how to adjust to each other and those early marriage adjustments Mm -hmm. and even 11 years later we're still figuring things out and still adjusting so those are some of our habits love to kind of hear from you what are some of the habits you guys have developed in your relationship
1: yeah share what works for you share what you've learned share you know your compromises i feel like marriage is the big compromise (laughs) on everything we're always learning we're always growing um and striving to be better and closer to each other thanks for listening tonight um to this episode of while While the the kids sleep. sleep